Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of We Live on a Planet. I am your host, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining me. It is Thursday, December 8th, 2022, when I'm recording this one. This one is episode 575, in case you're counting. I'm titling this one, Self-Care. We all need self-care, don't we? It was a warm one here today in the fine city of Oswego, New York. I usually record in the morning times, but I'm recording in the evening. It is currently 39 degrees Fahrenheit or 4 degrees Celsius. Feels like 34 or that would be 2 degrees Celsius. High today was 43 degrees Fahrenheit or 6 degrees Celsius. I like to do the math for you. Here in America, we use Fahrenheit. Everywhere else, it, depending on where you're listening, you usually use uh, Celsius. Winds are out of the north, 7 miles per hour. Thank you so much. The reason why I'm titling this one self-care is for the quote that I have picked out for us today. And we'll hear that right when we come back. So stick around, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We'll be right back. So easily we are back. All right, here's our quote. It's from an unknown author. Also, um, side note, I in my studio right now, we had to make room for our Christmas tree, so we moved one of our chairs, and I'm sitting in uh, the chair that's usually in our living room. I have it in my studio, and it's a lot lower than my other chair that I normally sit on when I'm recording, so I feel out of my element. Also, even though I said it's 39 degrees, the heat may come on here in the studio while I'm recording. If it does, it's just going to be a little white noise. Usually my listeners tell me they can't hear it, but I can hear it through my headphones, and so I become real self-conscious of it, thinking that you can hear it as well. All right, enough with my rambling. Let's get on with our quote. Like I said, I'm telling this one self-care for the reason of this quote. Unknown author. Self-care isn't always bubble baths and wine. It's also setting boundaries, having difficult conversations, and letting go of the past. I'll tell you, that's true. Well, I don't drink anymore, and I don't take bubble baths. But self-care for me has been where I am still not smoking. Yes. I feel fantastic. I'm saving so much loot. I'm saving so much of my life. I feel freedom. A sense of freedom has come over me. I had to quit. Uh, going to the gas station that I was going to all the time, too, because as soon as I would walk in, they would have my cigarettes on the counter rung up ready for me because that's how much of a smoker I was. That's how much they knew me. But I have to go back soon because I really like the staff. I like to walk into a place where it's like cheers, you know, where everybody knows your name and you walk in and you just feel welcome. I like that feeling. Um, I want to pull up my app right now. Let me uh, mute this for a second because I have to clear my throat. Since I quit smoking, I've had uh, to clear my throat quite a bit and my lungs are cleaning up. I am 23 days non-smoker, 708 cigarettes I have not smoked. 
Yeah, 708 cigarettes. And if you're like, well, how many cigarettes did you smoke, Patrick? A lot, too many. I've saved right now from not smoking in 23 days almost $400 cash from not smoking. I was smoking close to 30 packs, or 30 packs, 30 packs, uh, 30 packs would be, <laughs> yeah, 30 packs would be, no, 30 cigarettes, about 30 cigarettes maybe a day, roughly. So in saying that, I've saved that, but I've also saved, I want to pull up another savings of me not drinking since I am still sober as well. And I have been sober now for exactly seven years, three months, and 18 days. That is 2,667 days sober. October 20th, 2015 was my sobriety date. And I have an app that I follow that's called Sober Grid put in how much money you was spent on alcohol roughly in a week. And according to this app, in seven years, three months, 18 days, I've saved over $80,000. Another clap, please. Woo, Rega air horns. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, that's like, wow. That's how I feel. I feel just free. I feel, when I think about how many cigarettes that I would have smoked in that amount of days, it makes me disgusted. Back to our self-care isn't always bubble baths and wine. It's also about setting boundaries, having difficult conversations, and letting go of the past. That's something I'm definitely working on. I know I just jumped topics, but Letting go of the past is really hard for me to do. Letting go of my mistakes, my failures, my shortcomings, um, I really have a difficult time with that. And then also setting boundaries. I have a hard time doing that when I, a lot of us do this. We will say yes when we want to say no. And it's easier to say yes because we don't want the confrontation. And then deep down, we're regretting that we said yes to this when deep when we wanted to say no. And I have issues with that too, where I need to set boundaries of when to say yes and when to say no. And then having those difficult conversations, boy, it is the season since the past outbreak in these past three years. Everything is a difficult conversation, I think. And difficult conversations are important to have, though. It's more than just, how's the weather? How are you doing? Diving deep into conversations that, you know, you should be uncomfortable when you're learning history. If you're not uncomfortable when you're learning history, you're reading the wrong history books. History should make you cringe a little bit if you're doing your right research. Um, so having those difficult conversations, setting boundaries, all that is definitely part of self-care. And um, I'm really happy that I set the boundaries of no more smoking and that freedom 
that I have gained is immense. All right, stick around. I'm going to ramble a little bit more. We'll be right back. And we are snow free here in central New York in Oswego, right on the lake shores of Lake Ontario. Why I'm singing, I have no idea because I can't. But snow free here in the fine city of Oswego, the port city right on Lake Ontario. Just a rock throw from my friends in the north in Canada. How you doing, Radio Mylar? If you're out there listening, my friend. Radio Mylar from Canadian politics is boring. It's been warm. It's been rainy. But I'll take the rain over shoveling snow any day. The older I get, the shoveling seems to get harder and more difficult. <laughs> I shovel. I don't snow blow. We don't even have a snow blower. If I had to, if we got dumped on, we have a really good neighbor across the road from us that I would clear her out with her snowblower if I could just use her snowblower to clear out my driveway, which I'm sure she would be down for. She would say, yes, absolutely, you can do that, Patrick. She's, she's a groovy lady. All right, moving forward. I can't believe it is almost Christmas. Isn't that crazy? Damn. It's almost Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas or maybe Hanukkah or any other holiday that you might celebrate during this time, really, it's to me, it's I can't believe that it's almost a new year. You know, Christmas is just kind of Christmas. I'm not, I'm not a kid anymore. So it's hard when you're an adult because, and your kids are adults, because what do you buy for adults when you're, as an adult can buy yourself throughout the year anything you want. My wife and I were just talking about that and I was telling my wife that she's difficult to buy for. It's not that I don't know her, I know her greatly. It's just difficult because if she wants something, she'll get it. Same with me, if I want something, I'll get it. And so what we've decided to do for next season is do like a wish list. And this was given, this advice was given to me by my friend Devin. He said that one of his friends does this with his wife. They put down a big wish list of just a bunch of things and they don't expect all of them. It's just you get to pick and choose off that list of what that person might want. And then you can use that throughout the year for birthdays or anything. But I can't believe this year has just gone by so fast. It's just... Yeah, that's the year. That's 2022 just flying by. Or that was Jeff Sharkey in car number 66. I'm not sure. I still need to get a hold of Jeff. I've said that before, but I. this is my bad. It's me reaching out to the people that I need to, that I want to interview, such as Heidi from Botified and um, Tammy and Terry from Aquaspa and Jeff Sharkey from Sharkey Racing. But yeah, it's back to back to my kids and buying things. I'm jumping all around topics, but I think you're following me. My kids are growing up so fast, though, too, because they're 27 years old as my youngest, and my oldest will be 36 the 10th, this 10th of December. Bethany will be, and Abby is 27. And side note on that, I found out that Abby's boyfriend, Malik's boss, uh, her boyfriend's name is Malik. His boss, Harrison, is my fourth cousin. 
you find out everything on Ancestry. It's a small world. It's kind of neat, too, because they also rent a house from Harrison and his wife. And so it's cool when I went to get a haircut because Malika is a barber and his boss owns the barbershop that he works at. And Malik cut my hair and he's a fantastic barber. And he goes, hey, Pops, I'll give you the friends and family discount for the price. And I was like, oh, no, here, here. And I gave him the full price and gave him a tip and all that stuff. And But now, now I really can ask for the friends and family discount because I really am. So, okay, enough of that. Oh, hey, we have more coming up, so stick around. There's going to be a lot more. That's the drum roll for the anticipation of what's coming up next. Stick around. And we're back just like that. Don't forget our disclaimer. Limited time offer. No purchase necessary. Offer valid at participating locations. Void where prohibited. No animals were harmed during the production of this soundboard. Subject to change without notice. Side effects include dry mouth, occasional pig snorter, two sore stomach, teary eyes, achy jaws, and whatever tingles well. Laughing heart. All right. That's just for our legal my producer wanted to remind me about that. So I got the write-up done for Pango. Pango was the arcade game that I recently sold. And that was kind of... Uh, that was hard for me. I had fond memories of writing up the history of Pango in my family. But it was a hard sell. I'm glad, though, that Pango is up and working now. Pango has been repaired. The gentleman who bought Pango sent it out immediately to his friend to get it fixed, and it's up and working. And it brought a smile to my face to see a game from 1982, which my family won in 19... Well, we obtained in 1983... I was at the ripe old age of 13 when we got that game. It was the chances of winning Pengo was one out of 13,000. And you won it by Quaker cereal called Havsies. It was the first cereal with half the sugar of normal cereal that was out on the market at the time. And they were giving away three video games. Super Zaxxon, Star Trek, and Pango. And if you heard the story before, a kid in my hometown won Pango, and they paid the winner's tax on it, and he was just him and his mother, and they decided at the time in 1983 that the winning tax, yes, was had to be paid to get the gift, but decided that it would benefit them more to sell that Pango and get their winnings back then keep a game that really the owner, the winner, wasn't a real fan of. If it was Super Zaxxon, I bet he probably wouldn't have sold it. Super Zaxxon, I wished, was the game that we won instead of Pengo. Pengo was fun, don't, don't get me wrong, but it was one of those games where most people never heard of it. Even though it was a Sega game, people were like, I never heard of it. I was in an arcade, though, one time, years and years and years and years ago and they lo and behold i heard that familiar sound of pango in the distance and seek seek seeked it out seeked it out is that the word yeah seeked out pango put in my quarter it was probably 50 cents because 
It used to be a quarter, but arcades started charging even more. And thinking, I'm going to just whoop the crap out of this game because I grew up playing it, you know? And I'm like, I grew up playing this game. This is going to be so easy for me. Well, I lost so quickly, and it ate up my quarter so quickly. The reason being is when we had Pengo, on the in the back, when you open up the back, there's a chipboard. The chipboard in there had these Tago switches, which you could set to have three penguins, pengos, three penguins, four or five to start out with. And at the arcade, they would start you out with only three because they want you to put more quarters in. Well, we would always start out with five guys. So we would start out with five lives as opposed to three lives. You could also set the settings of the difficulty of the game. And we had it set at the easier setting. And arcades would set it at the harder setting to make it a harder game to, to beat. Well, in all the years we had Pengo, even though we had five lives set up and had it set at the easy level, Pengo was never beaten. Never, ever beaten. Do I have that? Yeah. Never beaten. So hopefully my new, um, the new owner will beat it. So stick around. We got more to come. We got more drum roll again. Yeah. Drum roll again. And <laughs> I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Stick around. When we come back, we'll do a, did you know, word of the day, a dad joke and a visit over at the history channels website. Stick around. And just like that, we are back. And we are at Webster's Dictionary's app. Word of the day for December 8th. Vandalize. Vandalize. It's a verb. V-A-N-D-A-L-I-Z-E. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. Hopefully you have not been vandalized. Vandalize means to deliberately damage or destroy public or private property. Here's a, an example. The impulse of many graffiti artists is not to vandalize infrastructure, but to beautify city environments that are often monotone and monoscript. I agree. I think that more areas should encourage graffiti artists to come in and beautify some of these area areas that are so monotone um right here in the city of oswego we just opened the mayor who's a young mayor and he's leaving unfortunately um office by choice it's his choice he decided not to run again and um he has done so much but he opened up a skate a roller skate not a roller skating yeah i guess you could roller skate but a skate park uh skateboard park for the kids and adults if you skateboard and they had somebody come in and do a mural and it looks really groovy and it's neat and underneath one of our bridges here in the city of Oswego on the west side or excuse me on the east side underneath Utica Bridge is Metroid remember that game Metroid from Super Nintendo or regular Nintendo and then Super Nintendo. 
And then you play Metroid, and when you beat Metroid at the end of the game, you find out that the main character, Metroid, is a female. You're like, that's cool. How cool. Metroid was a badass, too. All right, so, and it was a hard game. Games back then were hard anyways. No saves. No, like, nowadays, you play games and you have save levels and stuff. All right, so that was our word of the day, and now I wanted to do a did you know? And this is a creepy did you know, I think. I found this on Twitter, on Uberfax. Genghis Khan, I'm sure you've heard of Genghis Khan, that ruthless ruler. It's, uh, it says that Genghis Khan slept with so many women, it's estimated that one in every 200 men alive are directly related to him. Dang. One in every 200 men. And when I saw this on Twitter, somebody wrote, and it was a perfect response, because it says Genghis Khan slept with so many women. They said in their tweet, they said, you spelt raped wrong, because I'm sure these women weren't willingly sleeping with Genghis Khan, the most ruthless ruler at the time. I'm sure that he was... Uh, raping and pillaging as much as possible, knowing history of the way Genghis Khan was. All right, so that was that, that we did our word of the day. And I think we have time now for our dad joke. My wife got me when she was in Georgia, the essential compodium of dad jokes. And I love me a good dad joke. All right. <laughs> this one. Here we go. I, I can't say they're all good. They're dad jokes. Yeah, they're all good because they're dad jokes. <laughs> what do you call a cow with two legs? Lean beef. <laughs> Lean beef. What do you call a cow with two legs? Lean beef. Oh, do you hear that? I'm sure you do. That sound right there is my youngest daughter texting me. So let me take that text. And once I take that text, I'll come back and we'll head on over to uh, the fact site. Stick around. And just like that, we are back. And my daughter was just... <laughs> messaging me to tell me I was saying earlier about how I found out that um, their her boyfriend's boss is my fourth cousin and she's like I know that's crazy and then she laughed and she goes maybe I can find out if I can get the family discount on rent <laughs> uh, like daughter like father all right here we are over at the fact site gonna put a little wrinkle on our brain and 10 feel good facts about the movie elf you know the movie elf with will ferrell who knows if we'll do all 10 we might just skim the fat but it says will ferrell used to work as a mall santa wow elf isn't will for will ferrell's first rodeo working in san in the santa enterprise he worked alongside his co-star chris Catan in a mall during christmas as part of a comedy troupe all right so it was just kind of a comedy thing 
number two, it says, Will Ferrell caused accidents during the filming of the movie. It says that, what would, what would you have done while driving through New York in 2003 and you spotted Will Ferrell in his cute out, cute out, elf outfit with a pointy hat? Well, this sight was enough to cause more than one fender bender. People were so shocked to see Farrell on the street that they took their eyes off the road for too long. Thankfully, no one seriously got hurt in the accidents, but during filming, that happened. Will Farrell's reaction to the jack-in-the-box toys were genuine. So that was pretty funny. Remember the scene where Buddy, Buddy the Elf, he's testing out the endless lineup of jack-in-the-box toys? You think, and then he's just kind of like waiting, waiting, waiting. Well, when they pop up and he acts shocked, he wasn't faking it. Those were all, the crew just randomly wound him up and some would go a little bit more. And But uh, yeah, that's funny. Jim Carrey almost played Buddy in the movie Buddy the Elf. Can you imagine Jim Carrey as Buddy the Elf? No, Jim Carrey's funny, but Will Ferrell's priceless. <laughs> In the movie Elf, the nice list contained the crew's names. So when they're sitting there as the kids waking up on the presents on Christmas morning, you made it on Santa's nice list. You never got to see your list yourself. Luckily, the crew got to spy on Santa's list. The nice list that Santa showed Michael contained the names of everyone who helped the movie's production. <laughs> the cotton balls were actually cotton candy. So when Buddy visits the doctor's office and he puts a lot of cotton balls in his mouth, it's revealed later they weren't cotton but cotton candy. Yeah, that would be terrible putting cotton. They used CGI for the snow, which isn't surprising that they had to use computer generated imaging and then they took clever shots to make Will Ferrell bigger look bigger it's called forced perspective there's no need for me to read into that it's just a thing they've been doing in movies for years and years and then it says Will Ferrell cried during the premiere no matter how many times you've seen off in the past it still tugs on our heartstrings Will, F Will Ferrell felt similar, overwhelming emotions during the premiere and shed tears. One scene that got him is when everyone in Central Park is singing and Buddy is singing along while seated in the backseat of the sleigh. And then lastly, they almost made a sequel. Thank goodness they didn't. I'm glad, I'm glad he turned down the role, even though he was offered $29 million. He said he felt it was just too similar to the first one. We may never see another Elf sequel, it says. Hopefully we don't. I think there's certain movies you just don't need to make sequels to. And Elf was priceless. It doesn't need a sequel. I like that movie. I like when he is smiling and his boss is like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm smiling. Smiling is my favorite. And he's like, well, make work your favorite. And then he's like, all right, people, listen up. Just want to let you know, Santa's going to be here tomorrow, and Will Ferrell screams, Santa, I know him. And he's saying it so genuine. I know him. It's just 
priceless. All right, stick around. When we come back, we're going to be heading over to the History Channel's website and then finishing off episode 575. We'll be right back. And we're back. Almost weren't back, <laughs> but we are back. All right, we are over at the History Channel's website. We're going to find out what happened on this day of history, December 8th, throughout the years in and around the world. Here's a sad one. On this day, John Lennon, former member of the Beatles, is shot and killed. Oh, isn't that terrible? Why would you shoot him? On December 8th, 1980, Mark David Chapman was the guy who shot him. Shot him right in the back as he was walking up to a stoop of his house. Isn't that terrible? So sad. Moving on, invention in science, 1942, auto factory architect Albert Kahn dies. Also known as the man who built Detroit. He was 73 years old. He was in a, he was, him and his assistant built more than 2,000 buildings for Ford and General Motors. All right, Cold War, here in the Cold War, 1987. Boy, I remember the Cold War. I grew up in the 80s. Superpowers agree to reduce nuclear arsenals. Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev signed the first treaty between the two superpowers to reduce their massive nuclear arsenal. I just remember that famous Reagan, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That came down the year I graduated, 1989. U.S. presidents, 1993, NAFTA signed into law. President Bill Clinton, NAFTA. Uh, Great Britain, 1542, Mary Queen of Scots, born. Mary Queen of Scots. World War II, 1941, the United States declares war on Japan after the heavy attack on Pearl Harbor. Oh, can you imagine? Here's also another sad one. War, well, not sad, happy, but war is never happy. Vietnam War, 1969, President Nixon announces Vietnam War is ending. Finally coming to an end. Here's one in sports. 1940. Where were you in 1940? I wasn't even born. Wasn't even thought about. My father wasn't even born. But the Bears beat Reds the Redskins 73-0 to in an NFL championship game. 73-0. to It's the largest margin of defeat in NFL history. That just doesn't even sound right. World War II, 1941. Jeanette. Rankin cast sole vote against World War II. I don't know who that is. Jeanette Rankin, the first woman elected to Congress, okay, and de dedicated lifelong pacifist, cast his sole congressional vote against the U.S. declaration of war on Japan. She's the only member to do so. Art, literature, and film history, 1894, humorous James, James Thurber, is born. Never heard of him. Uh, art, literature, and film history. I remember this movie, but I don't think I saw it. 1982, Sophie's Choice opens in theaters. 
starring Meryl Streep. And I don't even remember who else, but Kevin Klein, I think. Uh, Natural Disaster and Environment 1881 Theater Fire Kills Hundreds in Vienna. Oh, that's too bad. A luxury theater killing at least 620. Wow. China, 1949. Chinese nationalist moves capital to Taiwan. And then here in American Civil War, 1863, President Lincoln issues proclamation of amnesty and reconstruction. And then lastly, or almost lastly, in the American Revolution, 1775, America begins siege of Quebec. And then lastly, World War I, lots about wars, huh? 1914, the Battle of the Falkland Islands. So we got a little uh, little wrinkle on our brain. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 575 right here at We Live on a Planet. Please head on over to my website, WLOAP.com. From there, you can leave me a voice message. It will ring five times before it goes to voicemail. It's Google Voice. I would love to hear from you. If you're using the Anchor app, you know how to leave me a message. Also, there's a through Spotify. If you listen through Spotify, you can answer of what you thought about the episode. Speaking of new websites or of websites, my wife's website has been refreshed and new, and she is now a pro member of Universe. That's the website creator that I use. I had Joseph Cohen, the creator of Universe, on We Live on a Planet before. So you can find the link right at WLOAP.com to my wife's website to check out her groovy art at ShaktiKart.net. All right, my friends, thanks so much. I will talk to you again real soon. Peace.